This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Ben Woods brings his Dispeller tour to dive on September 16th. This album's been attracting a lot of really favourable attention and uh, we're fortunate now to have an opportunity to speak with Ben about the album and about the tour. And Ben joins us on the line. Uh, good to have you with us, Ben. Thanks for being with us on ORFM. Hey, thank you. Ben, maybe we can start with um, with the album and the recording of that it, itself. You worked um, with uh, another Ben, of course, on the recording yes, of this. And the production of it. Uh, where does your relationship start with the other Ben? Where did it start? Yeah. Um, I have a good question. I've... I've, I've, I've I've known the guy for quite a while now, and I suppose it's just been on and off doing all the music things. He's always had the studio there, you know, and um, he's always someone that lots of people would be talking about. And I guess just through, like, shows and, yeah, going up to the studio when other friends were there or, like, doing little bits now and again for, on other people's records, we just kind of um, started chatting. and. He, well, you know, he's kind of got a, um, I guess he's known best for a lot of the kind of old country stuff that Lilton's kind of known for, you know. Um, but I think through all the process of me, you know, coming in and doing these little bits, I kind of realized that um, what he was kind of pining to do something a bit spookier, maybe, <laughs> which is why I think we got really excited about this project together, you know. Yes, it's almost um, when someone gets to kind of the status that Ben Edwards gets and, and recognition for the for the production uh, on the albums that he's already worked with. It's almost like he becomes another known musician in the mix, really. And 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 in that regard, you know, when you make an association with someone to work on an album with you, um, that you aware that they're sort of carrying their reputation with them when they when they come into that partnership. Um. I guess, like, you know, I'm aware of it, but I think that it is most often unhelpful to try, I don't know, to put thought into that, really, if you know what I mean. Like, it strays from the, um, the, I guess, natural, like, organic nature of how you, you know, you collaborate with people. You don't really want to have that on the back of your mind because it'll start, I think, blurring things. You know, you want to keep it as as intimate as possible. And I think, um, especially that you were saying, with um, Ben being involved and that being almost like another musician, especially with this, I felt like he was huge in that regard um, when it comes to the way we recorded things. Like, you know, we, we because we were experimenting with like Stranger Things and, um, or different, you know, ways of, I guess micing them up or putting through the, them through, um, you know, our long equipment and kind of bending them in the strange ways. He definitely, the production had such a, um, I guess, musicality to it, you know? And so that was, um, that was, I don't know, it was very special to have him there to do all that because it definitely wouldn't be the same without him. So when you went in to record these songs, uh, were you open still right through the whole process as to how they might sound or did you have that clearly in your head when you 
embarked on it? Uh, I I had some demos that I recorded at home prior to it, and I had it was kind of a mix, you know. Some of them um, I had like pretty sure as to how they'd turn out or how I wanted them, and I kind of remained a little bit stubborn about it. But I found through the process the best way um, for for everyone involved and. Generally, my favorite songs are the ones that we I would leave a lot, you know, out in the open, and then we just get there, and that kind of us just working together and throwing stuff at the wall and kind of trying to fine tune it together rather than having this um, preconceived idea of what it's going to be. That was, I feel like that's like kind of where the magic exists, you know. <laughs> this is very much you playing the album, although there are, there is collaboration on the album too, and Autipoti Dunedin's own Alistair Galbraith, one of the people that you work with as an example. Um, yes. And, and so, I mean, in that regard, how much uh, did those contributors have an impact on the way those songs that they were involved in sounded? Yeah, I, I definitely... Um was different for each of them. Alistair was certainly, I would say, one of the, um, definitely took control of the song in that I'd asked him to um, do something and he said he was keen and um, I didn't really know what to expect and I thought he would just do some kind of like spoken word stuff or like, you know, he's got a beautiful voice and then he sent through um, what he did which was, you know, super... um, Kind of, I don't know exactly how he did it, but it was, um, yeah, it's like he's run his voice through like tape loops and he's kind of cackling. And for that, I, you know, that made me be like, okay, I'm going to meet that. Like, how do I, how do I shift the song towards that? So it actually made me make a lot of changes as well. What was going on, and that turned out to be one of um, one of my favorite songs, but also definitely one of the most. Um, yeah, I had no clue it was, <laughs> that it was going to turn out the way it did, you know. But, but um, that just goes to show his kind of intuitive and magical nature, and I think that was infectious when it came to that collaboration. And made me want to just kind of throw everything out the window and just put it all back together around, you know, what he'd done. What you've ended up with... Uh, is an album that, if, as a listener, you you tend to be kind of walking a, a tightrope, if if you like, between um, feeling that the song is going to be quite quickly very familiar to you, and on the other hand, it's it doesn't sound perhaps like an album that is catchy in any way. Is that a yeah. deliberate attempt um, to to walk a, a fine line? I suppose, um, yeah, I guess it is, and that and that I love. You know, a lot of um, classic songwriters, and I love, you know, pop music and, you know, all the rest of it. But um, I find personally, when I'm listening to music, that I, I don't know, I guess I feel like if you've got this that central part of the song, you know, if there's the core of the song is, is, I don't know what you want to call it, catchy or just resonates in that way that a lot of good songs do, I feel like the kind of outer crust or, or the aesthetic that surrounds that, depending on, you know, whatever instruments you want to use, like you have so much room to get experimental with those things and get experimental with form and 
all these sort of things if there's that center point. And I guess that was my mission, really, is just to, you know, I sat at home for a long time and put all the songs together, just the words and the basic outlines. And I thought, well, if I've got this and this hits where it you know, should, then my studio time can be, I guess, like what it was with Ben, which was a lot of just, you know, kind of doing whatever and seeing how far we can bend it before it kind of actually broke a song or anything, you know, and just like running it in that much. So there's both those nice things. <laughs> and so when you have a centre point like that, does that make it a bit easier when you step out on the road and take the songs into live environments working with a band? Um, you're never really going to be able to recreate what people might have already heard on the album, but you still have um, a focus yeah, 100%. That's exactly it. And that's why I also love, you know, touring is because, yeah, like you said, if if the songs are there in that same point, you can do the exact same thing again. And I feel like there's not a lot of groups or artists that can recreate an album and leave you feeling that good, I find, personally at least, um, with with live shows. You know, when I've seen people, they just kind of know that happened on the record sometimes it just feels a little bit underwhelming whereas um, I think it can be really special when there's you know important there'll be lots of bits on the record that we emulate and it sounds great but then also you know we're touring with my friend Ruben who's a um, horn player and he plays like saxophone and bass clarinet the whole set and I'm you know I'm pretty sure there's horns on maybe one or two of the songs on the album kind of in the backdrop so <laughs> so it's kind of things like that you know we suddenly have to be like how do we make this exist in every song and um, you know but still be like faithful to the recordings in a way it just kind of I don't know it feels like suddenly you can work to the band's um, strengths you know and I love that How many can we expect on stage with you in terms of uh, musical companions on this tour? I think there'll be um Unless I rope anyone, sometimes I like to rope people in kind of on the day, depending on where we are and who's around. But um, I think the touring band at the moment is five of us. So we've got, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bass, drums, guitars, sex funds, me. <laughs> Another uh, collaborator, um, local collaborator, Lucy Hunter from Opposite Sex on w- one of the amazing tracks on the album. I, I, in, uh, along with that is a pretty stunning video that's been produced and yes. you're producing images as well um, around Dispella. Tell us about you know the association between your music and the images that you are now creating and releasing around that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... It feels quite, I wouldn't, not new, but um, the excitement and the trying to finesse that stuff is quite new to me, um, which, you know, feels great. So with this album, I definitely stepped into it. You know, um, we did a short film that was kind of companion to the to the record that came out on the week of release. And for that specifically, I feel... My objective was kind of um, just to very concretely make something that was a relic of, you know, the time when we were recording and when we did a tour, just, you know, 
around around the studio and kind of the people that were around and Ben, you know, Ben being there and being able to record it in the studio and Martin who helped us um, in directing the video who's now moved up north. I kind of just, um, yeah, the music does that in a way, you know, it speaks for time, especially because it was recorded, you know, maybe almost, I think maybe about two years ago now. But I feel like a, um, a film like that, especially when it can be like a collage and there's demos from around the time that I put in there as kind of like a soundtrack and get yeah, this visual collage of uh, me and Martin going around uh, Christchurch and Littleton and all these kind of places we spend a lot of time. It just, that to me is very romantic in a way. And so, yeah, I guess that's the, I don't know, my, my biggest thing with that really what I'm trying to achieve is just to have build these relics just kind of for my own sake <laughs> so you don't look at the visual aspect of what you present alongside an album as being a chore in the way that some artists do or maybe they steer away from it altogether is it another opportunity to showcase the music in a way that um, you're not able to by just listening yeah definitely I mean Sometimes it feels like a chore in that I find I'm not, it doesn't come as naturally, I don't think, to me, as I feel writing songs and being in the studio does. It's not, you know, I don't have that same flow and it takes a lot of, like, um, I guess, like, forethought, you know? I've got, you've got to have it really, really planned and you've got to, be very specific about things because you can do, you know, a, a, a slight change in like location or what you're wearing or what lenses, you know, you're using. All these things can like quite drastically shift the, the outcome. And I think that can be for me a little bit, um, you know, I guess, like tiresome just having that be so on when we're doing it. Um, but I love it. I definitely love it. And I love the editing process as well once it's all done. You know, that kind of feels like where the magic really happens and that, you know, you can have all these things and it just, as you slowly build your way through it, kind of like chopping and changing things, you know, I just love that feeling of it all coming into focus and you kind of like, oh yeah, this is really going to work out. So that is addictive for sure. But, um, and I will probably definitely do more you know, especially that Dispeller one, I love that. That that the lo- I think the longer ones kind of work better for me rather than the music videos. The music videos is like that funny thing when you're trying to get something super simple, and we're often on like a relatively tight budget, but you want it to be kind of potent. Whereas it felt nice being able to do the short film, which was about a quarter of an hour, where we kind of. We could do so many different things and just, you know, we ended up doing so much and just finding the bits that work and throwing them all together. And that was, I guess there was a little less pressure because it wasn't so, it wasn't like one day shooting. It was like the course of, you know, six months or something we did that. So yeah, I'm definitely, um, I do love it and I'm, I will continue on that path to see how much I've got in me, I guess. <laughs> 
I'm talking with Ben Woods, who brings his uh, tour for the album Dispeller to dive on September 16th. Um, let's talk about live now, and I'm really interested in how it is for an artist uh, such as yourself, who's produced an album which, let's face it, um, there's not a lot of what you might call dance floor fillers on it. What kind of, of energy do you like to and hope to create in a room through live performance uh, where, where there's... You, you know, when one is listening to the album, one expects sort of give it full attention. Uh, is that what you yeah. like in an audience? Definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. I um, I feel like I want the best outcome. Really, is that the audience will be, I guess, feeling how I am or experiencing it as I do, which is. I don't know, it's it's kind of comfy, it's almost meditative in that you, I mean, I feel like I hope this about my own music, and I feel like this with a lot of my favorite music, is that you kind of enter that space where you're watching, you're enjoying something, but also, I don't know, you kind of are, um, corny as it may sound like, you're kind of moving with it, you know, you're just like, it's almost like you're stuck in time, like you said, the music is quite, um, a lot of it's like slow and there's like strange textures and maybe it's all the time. So I just want to, um, I guess, lock people into that where they, where, you know, time starts going really quickly and you're not really actively thinking a whole much. You're just, yeah, they're experiencing it with us, I guess, you know. It's, um, that's the best outcome. And it's funny because it can be, Sometimes tricky and sometimes different in different live spaces, you know. There's definitely been a lot of um, bigger shows that I've done, especially like when you're playing solo and it's, I feel like it takes a lot of really trying to draw people in to get into that space when there's, you know, there's like this room where there's like a thousand people yelling or something. And if you get it right, I mean, or, or if, I guess not just you, is it if the audience plays its part and, 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 mm. and responds in the way that you hope, is playing live um, the best thing ever? Or are you still, or would you be more comfortable uh, if, if all you could do was record and release? I mean, they're so different, I feel, especially when it's just, um, because it's just me and the studio thing is quite, yeah, it's like an intimate or isolating kind of experience, which I love, and I can just like kind of get in my own weird mode. But I, I always love playing live because, you know, that's what it should be about in a way. You know, it's sharing it and getting people there. And also, like we were saying earlier in regards to making this album with the band and trying to, you know, do it justice, but also play to the band members' strengths that I've got with me who are often changing. So it's also just exciting for me to be able to be around and experience my friends, um, you know, be part of it and play it. That was kind of another reason why we did that film as well was because I did want to showcase the band. Ben Woods plays Dive with his band on September 16th. You can get your tickets from Banished Music. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.